You're listening to the Spa Strong Podcast, where we empower estheticians to become badass beauty CEOs and build profitable, thriving businesses. We're your hosts, Melissa Ellis, licensed master esthetician. And I'm Royal Ellis, former police officer. Together, we will help you achieve total aesthetics badassery. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with the other beauty professionals you know. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's do this shit. Hello, everyone. Hey. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Spa Strong Podcast. We are so excited to have you all with us today. And we have an amazing guest with us. We're very, very excited about this guest. Uh, But first, before we introduce her, as always, if you are loving the Spa Strong Podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, share the episodes that you're loving on your social platform so that we can help more estheticians and spa owners be empowered in their businesses and become badass spa industry CEOs. There we go. So today we have the pleasure of speaking with Ricky Cousy. Ricky is the CEO and founder of Dermaplane Pro. Ricky graduated from ASU College of Education and Barrett Honors College, summa cum laude, and has over 25 years experience in training and education. She holds aesthetics licenses in Arizona and California. She founded Arizona Aesthetics Association in 2006 in order to provide monthly networking and continuing education events to aesthetics professionals and students in Arizona. She has gained experience working with several prominent plastic surgeons and was owner of a med spa in Scottsdale, Arizona. She is a PSIA certified ski instructor and registered yoga teacher. She's a highly regarded trainer and includes Lancer Dermatology, Beverly Hills, and PCA Skin among her list of clients. Her training programs are one of a kind and are truly comprehensive in their multifaceted approach to student success. All learning is experiential as well as didactic and provides for a real world hands-on approach that is easily implemented post-training. Her articles on dermaplaning have been published in industry trade journals and she lives in Reno, Nevada. Ricky, we are so excited to have you with us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here with both of you and to um, be able to just share some information with your listeners as well. Awesome. Yes, we are thrilled to have you. We actually just recently met Ricky at ICSC in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. um, when we were we were speaking at the Sorella Apothecary booth. And I was a model for a demo that Ricky participated in. So we got to connect with each other then. And we have just been like, oh my gosh, where, where have we been in each other's <laughs> professional lives all this time? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that was a fun demo. Um, we were able to combine the services of or the collaboration with three different companies in one facial and educate our viewers. And um, those videos are also evergreen. Those are on our website too. So your listeners can go and check those out as well and see what we did to Melissa. And she absolutely loved the treatment. So yes, she did. it was really fun to connect with both of you. Yes. I was just looking in the mirror earlier today and I was like, I need another dermaplane, man. <laughs> I'm looking very peach fuzzy. <laughs> well, come on up to Reno. <laughs> I know. We've there. never been to Reno. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to go yeah. up there. Y'all are up there, everybody. Okay. So, Ricky, how about you tell us a little bit about how you started Dermaplane Pro. Let's start with that. Dermaplane Pro actually came from Arizona Aesthetics Association. And one of the things I loved about having that company was that we were a nonprofit. And Dr. Jennifer Linder, who was the former owner of PCA Skin, let us have our meetings in her training room in their corporate headquarters. 
And what I loved was that even though we were bringing in other companies, reps who were educating on competing brands, she never had a problem with that. And I really loved her spirit of uh, collaboration over competition. Mm -hmm. And so when I started Dermaplane Pro, I really wanted to provide education that was above the standard of anything else in the industry and just the products that were needed in order to Dermaplane successfully time and time again. And be product neutral though. I didn't want my clients to be you know, responsible for buying um, a back bar and retail items just to purchase blades and some of the, the products that we have too. So that was sort of, um, that was what was really important to me actually. So I love being able to collaborate with other brands. So the spirit of collaboration over competition is really one of the things that I teach most and how that changes your mindset, how that changes the energy around your brand and also how it helps you sleep at night. I think that's one of the most important things. And so I had hundreds of members with Arizona Aesthetics Association. So when I started Dermaplane Pro, I already had a huge following with them. And people would come to my house and pick up product. I'd go to them and drop off product. Um, sometimes it was product pickup, bottle of wine, a salad, and we'll sit and watch The Bachelor together. And so it became, it was a really, really grassroots homespun type of environment at first. And I got a lot of really positive feedback. And because I wasn't competing with other skincare companies, all of the brands who'd come in for AZAA and presented to our members, they were allies instead of competition. And so for them, I was able to reel them in as well and say, here's what I have. How can we work together rather than, oh no, I've just alienated, you know, half of my friend group. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I love that collaboration over, over competition. Yeah, you said that to me at the, uh, at the IECSC and I was like, wow, that's yeah. But it's so true. And that's something that, you know, we, we really try to enforce um, like community over competition within spa strong and within our triple threat membership and everything, because the fact of the matter is there's, there are so many clients to go around. There are so many opportunities within this industry to go around and community and collaboration and networking that just makes you stronger. And you never know what you can learn from other people, but also what they can learn from you, how you can be helped by them, but how you can help them as well. And so I love that you have set yourself up to be free to collaborate with so many different lines. Um, the other thing about being product neutral is I love that so much, Ricky, because it provides so much freedom for the treatment providers and the spa owners who want to dermaplane. As we know, there are so many different product lines out there and they all have their different tastes. Like some are more holistic and some are very clinical and some are, um, you know, want to be sure that it's known that they're vegan and all of this right. kind of stuff. And your clients will identify with different types of brands. So based on who your ideal client is at your spa, you want to be able to pick a product line that aligns with them and their values and the goals that they have for their skin. So regardless of who your client is and the type of product line they're going to want to work with, you can still incorporate Dermaplane Pro into your business. And I think that is so wonderful. Yeah. And we teach people how to do that. Mm -hmm. With COVID, we started doing all the collaborations that we couldn't do before because we were so caught up in all of the traveling. So many of us were traveling more than we were home, it seemed like. And so now we're forced to be home. We're in isolation. 
Um, I know that we got really close with Sorella. They're a mile away from us. And so they were sort of like our quarantine and they were in our quarantine bubble. Even though we were all still masked, we could, you know, kind of wave at each other through glass doors and yeah. work together and, and things like that. And that's when we created the hot seat facial and we really have fun. And that's what we did with you was the hot seat facial. And so um, whoever is the skincare brand would start with the cleanse, they would do the cleanse and then they get out of the seat and then I would come in and do the prep and the dermaplaning and then I get out of the seat and then the skincare company probably is going to come back in and then after that with you the pro cell company came in and mm -hmm. finished the treatment with you and so basically you were getting the treatment from the three best people to provide it for you, which is you know the education staff and the reps for the three different companies. And we really enjoy that. We enjoy working on protocols with companies too to find out what their best products are to complement dermaplaning. We've also been able to answer a question that came up a lot, which was enzymes before dermaplaning or enzymes after. So we partnered up with our good friend SkinScript. So I've known Dave and Lisa for many, many years. And we showed the demonstration with dermaplaning before the enzyme and dermaplaning after the enzyme and talked about enzyme choice and skin care and, um, and skin type too, mm -hmm. and what the results were. So it's been really, really fun to just be able to work with other people and we have the same interests. And what we can simply do with Dermaplane Pro is we drop in three things into your facial and that's it. Everything else is coming from that skincare company's back bar line. And so those three things are our skin prep solution, our dermaplaning oil, and our blade and handle, which kind of go together. So uh, so with that, we want to be true to the rest of the skincare company's line that we're, that we're collaborating with. So we just have these three essential parts, and that's what's been making it really fun for us. And it keeps us product neutral as well. So that way we can have a lot more fun. Really, really, it's been so much fun to collaborate and to have all of you guys on our webinars and after the webinars, all the post views that we get as well. Um, we're able to offer bundles with the other companies too. So we put those bundles together. We get to try a ton of new product, which is always exciting. Yes. You know, one of the things with AZAA was just how many products came through there that I was able to try and we were able to give away. And it was just so rewarding to to be able to do that and it really helps all of our knowledge base too when we have these experiences even if we're not purchasing those product bundles just the experience of seeing the treatment on a webinar so that we know when we're looking for something where we can go next who can we contact and you know how can we grow our business uh, one of the other things too that we see a lot of is um product lines can be very regional you know being in arizona with pca everybody had pca skin and I find that here in Reno, there's a company that's also just in every single spa. Do you really want to carry a brand that everybody has in their spa? Or do you want to do something a little unique? Mm -hmm. Well, you may not have a lot of representation in your area with this line, but if you're introduced to something through one of our collaborations, then you can follow up with the rep um, and, and go from there and maybe bring that line in. And now you've got an exclusivity that nobody else in town has. And that's really going to help you attract new clients rather than competing with the same line everybody else has. And we've seen that in Phoenix. We've seen it here. Um, any place where you've got the home office of a skincare company, that town usually is pretty, pretty heavily saturated with that brand. Right. right. Absolutely. I think you bring up such a great point with the exclusivity, not just regionally, but I think that 
you know, it's easy. We talk to new spa owners and they, they're on social media and they see certain influencers or um, big time estheticians using one type of product and they think, oh, I have to do it exactly the same way that they mm. are when you don't have to. It's just like we were saying earlier, you need to look at who your ideal client is and what they're going to be responding to and the price point and whether you're more clinical or holistic and choose what is going to work for you and your business. Even if it's something that isn't like the most well-known or, oh, this is what everybody is using. That's a benefit to you because then you can have something different and unique. You find a new way to market that and you attract clients that are loyal to you because you're doing something different that works better for them instead of just doing what everybody else is doing. But that's, that goes into the, to having a strong mindset though. Mm -hmm. Like you see what works. So you just want to copy and repeat, but, um, yeah, people buy you and, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Ricky, tell us about the type of coaching that you do, how you got into it. And um, let's start with that. One of the thing I really love is helping women entrepreneurs to grow their business. And like Laura Royal was saying, mindset is such a huge part of that. And also we've got some beliefs that have been instilled in us since we were little kids. And we often don't even know what those are. And those are things that can be keeping us from being successful. And so one of the things we do in our programs, I know you guys probably uncover this. I know that I do um, is uncovering some of those beliefs that we have that aren't necessarily wrong or bad. They're just not serving us. They're meant to protect us. Somebody else instilled them as a way for us to be safe and to protect us and they were had the best intentions. What we need to do is rewire those and maybe just unpack them a little bit to find out, well, what if I change this belief? Am I still gonna be safe? Am I still gonna be protected? And I'm just gonna be able to open myself up to this new opportunity that I really wanna expose myself, my business to and how I wanna grow. And so this is one of the things that we wanna look at so it's a little bit of a kind of a cognitive behavioral coaching model. Most of the time we wanna do the positive, you know, the positive um, type of coaching model. And we're always gonna do that, but sometimes we've gotta go back a little bit and we gotta root around and just see maybe what's causing some of the stopping points, the places where you're feeling a little sticky. And then once we get past those, then we can kind of zoom ahead and, and things get easy. And then the next sticky thing comes along. One of the things I love about coaching is we have coaching for everything that we do when we're an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. And so with being a ski coach, that's one of the things that, you know, I glean a lot of my experience, especially when I was creating the Dermaplane Pro program was from my experience as a certified ski instructor um, is dealing with um, all different types of learning styles and all different types of levels of fear as well. And also the emotional component with doing something as, as gross motor skill as skiing and as fine motor skill as dermaplaning. And then also as emotional as building a business because we have a lot of, we have a lot at stake when we're building a business and the fear of losing everything and putting all this time in is presented and we need to work with that and we need to face it, honor it and move through it. I love the fact that I've had lots of training and coaching and I do keep training in coaching as well. So it's not just get a program, recycle it, regurgitate it over and over again. Everything I do is very personalized for the person even though it's within a scope of a program. Mm -hmm. And so we use lots of different modalities within that as well. 
Another thing I like to do is somatic coaching too. And so what are the things that's happening in your body that's holding you back too? So where are you with, with your physicality with regards to what your goals are in life too? And so, you know, if you're having chronic headaches, why are you having these headaches? What's causing this from an emotional, a fear-based or um, a mindset perspective and how can we work through that too? So we're also looking at the mind, body, spirit connection. We're not just doing it on a linear level where it just has to do with you know teaching you things and then telling you what to do and having you do them. We're really unpacking again. I like that word. Try not to overuse it because I do like it, but unpacking a lot of the things that do hold us back or are causing us some symptoms that we don't understand where they're coming from and then how to resolve and get through them too. Yeah, I love that. Okay, a couple of things that I wanted to comment on. First of all, these limiting beliefs that we have, um, I, I love that you brought up the point that a lot of times those limiting beliefs were um, bestowed upon us, so to speak, mm. by people who wanted to protect us. So you may have people in your life, for those of y'all who are listening, you may have people in your life who have told you, no, you don't, you shouldn't go and be an entrepreneur. You should go and get a, a government five. job yeah. and then you have a pension and you have security and just go and work your hours and then retire when you're 65. And that is the way to live your life. And they're not telling you that necessarily to destroy your dreams or hold you back, but maybe in their experience, Maybe they tried to start a business and it failed for them and they found security through getting that type of a job and having a pension to rely on later on down the road. So they're trying to protect you. And it, a lot of times it comes from people that we really love and people whose opinions we truly value. And you have to work through that and recognize, okay, just because this is someone I love and respect doesn't mean that I need to listen to every single thing that they say to me. And I need to be able to make decisions for myself so that I can move forward with what is going to fulfill me. Because what fulfills me is going to be different from what is fulfilling to you, Ricky, or what is fulfilling to Royal or to any of you that are listening. And we have to allow our minds to come to terms with what true fulfillment is, what success means to us as individuals. And then we do need to work through and unpack again, um, those limiting beliefs and those things that are holding us back. So that's something that we love to work on with our clients because you can say all day long, oh, I want to have a six figure business or I want to have a seven figure business. But if in the back of your mind, you have these limiting beliefs about money, for example, oh, man. you are not going to invite money into your life. You're going to be subconsciously repelling it and you're not going to achieve those goals. So we have to go back and figure out, okay, what are the blocks that are keeping you from being able to move forward mentally so that you can achieve this level of success that in your heart of hearts, you really want. So I love that's something you brought up. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up with the phrase money doesn't grow on trees. And mm -hmm. I kept looking around, like, I really want to prove my parents wrong. Let me go look at every tree and see if I can find any money growing on it, you know, <laughs> I love that. but it, it really was. And I think a lot of our parents and grandparents, grandparents were influenced by the depression and that still is trickling down, you know, even to people who are in their twenties and thirties now. And so these are all, you know, these are all other people's beliefs too. And so when somebody says to an entrepreneur, 
or somebody who's considering starting their own business, well, did you know that this percentage of businesses fail? <sighs> you know, they don't say that when you're going to get married. Well, I don't know if you should get married because this many this much of a percentage <laughs> of marriages end in divorce. They typically don't say that when you're flashing the brand new shiny engagement ring in uh -huh. front of them. But they they feel like they need to tell you this in business. And a lot of times, I really feel like they're telling themselves this mm -hmm. rather than the person who really wants to be an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and start their own business. Is they're telling themselves, I can't do this because this many businesses fail on a percentage basis annually and and this many don't stick around after five years etc so they're talking to themselves and saying that's why i'm not doing this mm -hmm. and they're but they're projecting it to the other person that they shouldn't do it right. because it's their own fear it really is their own fear and so when somebody says that to you don't look at it as them telling you not to have their dream they're telling themselves why they can't have their mm, own dream. That part. And most of us at some point think about having our own business. We go into restaurants and go, wow, I, I love this place. I could come here every day. I'd love to have a restaurant. And they see the, the glamour side of life, um, yeah. you know, but it is important that we do have the glamour side of our business because that motivates us through the parts that aren't quite as shiny and pretty. Yeah. So I think passion is really important. You have to really, really love what you do, really loving what you do, determination, um, drive, really important to have drive and knowing that even if you don't feel good, you can skip the gym, but the computer is still flashing at you and you can probably knock out a blog post if nothing else mm -hmm. or a couple of ideas, um, always carrying pencil and paper with you. Um, if you're younger, something that you can write on. I just bought one of these remarkable tablets. It's like writing on paper. Nice. So I'm going to see how that goes because I have piles of paper all around me all the time. It kind of <laughs> makes me a little crazy. But I think these are all things that we need to keep in mind too when it comes to being a, a new business owner um, and not letting anybody squash your dreams, really. Yeah. Just, yeah. Let, just reminding yourself that this is them squashing their own dream. This really doesn't have anything to do with me and my dream. Right. Mm. Absolutely. And I think that that leads into the other um, thing that you you said that I wanted to comment on is when we're dealing with the, the entrepreneurs that we're coaching, we are dealing with different levels of fear. And there are some estheticians and spa owners that will come into the Spa Strong Coaching Program and they'll be like, I'm ready for this. Let's yeah. do this. I'm on fire. And they just dive in head first they or thrive. super gung-ho and they, they thrive in yeah. this. And then there are others that they, they know that they need it and they know that they want it, but they have so much fear surrounding them. And, you know, they jump on a call with Royal and Royal might be the first person in their lives who tells them, this is something that you can do. And we're here to help make that probable for you. Mm -hmm. And so they take this leap of faith and then it, it is a little bit more difficult for them because we have to help them feel secure and help them work through these fears so then they can start seeing themselves as this successful entrepreneur and as this person who is worthy of a successful six plus figure business and everything. But it's important to customize your programs and to make sure that you are, you know, you're providing the business help, but also that, that mindset and that support that they need to overcome these fears that could be holding them back. I, I think that the different levels of fears that we see that every single day with the estheticians that we work with. It's huge. 
That's one of the reasons that um, the program is called Vision and Flow, mm -hmm. because one of the things we do is we really want to combine the vision and then getting people into the flow state. And once you're in the flow state, you can work your way through the fear, because what happens is you create a movie of your life and of your business and of your obstacle, wherever you are right now. And we look at the fear and we're going to flow our way through that fear with several different scenarios. And that's, I think, a really important way because what you're doing is you're sending energy out there. And some of this sounds woo-woo, but it's really weird that it works. Um, it's one of those things, and I had this happen. I'm going to jump off of this for just one second. This woman's name popped up in my head. I've known her forever. And her name popped up in my head yesterday morning. And I was like, that's kind of funny that I'm thinking about her all of a sudden. And then when I got to the office, she had called the office line and left a message for me. And I was at home in the morning getting ready to go in when her name popped in my head. And I don't know if it was the exact same time that she called, but it was within two hours. So there's just some weird energetic connection that we have with other people. Yeah. And so she was thinking of me, called the office, and then her name popped in my head and I get there and I have a message from her. Yeah. And I, and I was like, woo. So yeah, it's woo woo. Cause it makes you go, woo. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh -oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, again, many of us have had this happen where you think of somebody and then they text you or then they call you. Um, and so this is this energetic connection that we have. So I'm going to jump back over to my point. And basically that when we have a fear and we can use vision and flow to work our way through that fear, we're actually programming the universe. We're raising the vibration. We're telling the vibration. Here's what the resolution of this fear looks like. This is me going through this system to resolve this fear. And this is what I look like on the other side. This is what I feel like on the other side. This is what the situation is on the other side of this. And this is a really, really nice way to get us through some of the fears because we start to envelop our vision our energy, asking for help from a higher power, whoever you define that to be. And that really helps get through some, again, of that stickiness that gets us to a place where we feel stuck. Or the other side of it, where we've tried something and we feel that it failed and we've been derailed. And now all those people who said, don't become an entrepreneur are going to be like, see, I told you so. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't have that. That's humiliating and it's embarrassing and it's disheartening and it's derailing. And so what we want to do with that too is take all of that, all of that failure mentality mindset and we want to flip that over and we call it feedback. Um, I was making the baby face facial towels. I pulled out an old journal and I keep work journals and steno pads, just kind of what I'm doing, what my to-do lists, who to contact, things like that on there. And the baby face facial towels, towels have been in works for like five years. Mm. I have piles and piles of really bad looking towels and some of them were good and it was the right shape, wrong fabric, blah, blah, mm. blah. But were all of those failures, would you say that a pile of towels that are sewn in some weird configuration and combined together with other fabrics would you call those failures because it's just towels mm -hmm. no it's actually oh. feedback because mm -hmm. we i make it we try it i like it i don't like it here's what i like here's what i don't like and until we arrived at the perfect fabric and the perfect shape mm -hmm. it's very simple but it took a while to get there and i think that's one of the main things we want to look at is de not defining everything as failure 
Um, we've had failures with Dermaplane Pro and some of them are so hysterically funny that we just have to laugh because the way that they failed was, you know, trying to create a product and two months later, it's been sitting on the shelf, you know, stability testing and you smell it and you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to kill me, you know, and so you're like back to the drawing board with that, you know, and so those are feedback. And yeah, that sample was an epic fail. But the good thing is we didn't send it out. It just stayed in our, in our in-house, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. kind of a thing. And that's going to happen along the way to everybody who's starting a business. You're going to have those blocks. It's a stumbling block. It feels like a failure, but it's actually just feedback. Because as long as you learn from that and move forward, you're doing great. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. I think, you know, something that we, we talk about a lot is you you don't fail. You either win or you learn. Yes. So as long as you learn from that failure, so to speak, it, it's not a failure. It's the feedback. Like you said, it's allowing you to continue growing and continue succeeding. I mean, we've also had failures in oh spots. Things were like, how much time do we have? I know. Seriously, <laughs> we're, we're like, this is going to be amazing. This is going to work really, really well. And then wah, it, wah, it, wah. it doesn't work out. And but you're we, like, but Oh, we, but we know not to do next time. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so I think sometimes, you know, as entrepreneurs, as spa owners, we think, oh my gosh, in order for me to be worthy of this success, I have to be, I have to be able to do everything perfectly the first time and just grow from the ground up instantly at a steady, at a steady pace. And that's what is going to make me this successful, you know, however much money esthetician. But the fact of the matter is that you have to take your ideal vision, this perfect, perfect vision out of it and realize that as an entrepreneur, you're going to have highs and lows and you're going to think something's going to work and it doesn't. And you just need to be down for the flow of it. Um, and as long as you are learning from those trials and errors, then it's all good. And you are going to learn what you need for your business, because I feel like the universe gives us the right lessons. And so if you fail at something, thank God you did, because that was a lesson you really needed to learn probably. And thank goodness you learned it now instead of later on down the road. So you're learning it early. You can course correct and you can move forward with that. So failure is something that we anticipate, we prepare for, we look forward to in some ways because, oh, now we get to know how we can do this better and how we can grow and improve even more. But it takes a mindset shift to be able to wrap your head around that. Right. When, when I'm coming up with new ideas sometimes, what I do is I think, how many times after the third try will it take for me to get this right? Because I know it won't be the first try, the second, or the third. So I'm going for the fifth, the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh. So I, like I know, like failure is a part of the game. Like it's all good. So I tell myself, how many tries is this going to take after the third I four, five, six, and I look forward to it. I'll get it right eventually. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. And it also depends on how much, how much is it costing me to, to keep trying, mm -hmm. you know, with the baby face facial towels, it was like, you know, a couple of dollars in towel material, essentially, and some time on the serger and the sewing machine. And so with that, I could have 20, 30, 50 different versions of it. And it doesn't matter when there's a lot more at stake, then we really have to shorten that learning curve a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think what Royal you're speaking to with yeah. that. You know, one of the things I, I really wanted to mention too is that, you know, I've, I've been coached, I've had some excellent coaches, but I was never coached by anybody in my industry, in our industry, um, I gotta say ours. Um, 
And I think one of those things is, is there's a lot of coaching words and a lot of coaching phrases, but when the person that is coaching you is not in this industry, they can't really give you any advice on um, the specifics of how to run your business. Also, they don't have any ability to share mistakes that they made mm -hmm. that are relevant to you so that you don't do that. So you can learn and glean success from somebody else's trials. And I think that's what's really important about working with Spa Strong too for your coaching is, you know, you're working with people who are in the spa industry, who have years and years of experience. We've made so many mistakes that we can prevent you from making that you already have a leg up mm -hmm. years and years of an advantage over somebody who's not in the spa strong programs and who is an entrepreneur starting a business. So um, those two things combined. And that way, when I started doing coaching too, I said, you know, I really need to, to pinpoint who, who do I want to work with? And it's like, I want to work with people where I have the most knowledge the most mistakes, the most experience, and the most to share. Mm -hmm. And that's with you guys, you know, spa owners, individual estheticians, you guys are working on your own, maybe you've rented a booth, or you've rented a, a salon suite, or you're in the medical, and you're just getting started working for a plastic surgeon, what does that look like for you? Or you're transitioning your day spa to a med spa, done that as well. And so these are all areas that I know, personally, I can help you with. And I know that um, you know, you can get help within Spa Strong too, um, with Melissa and Royal as well. And so you guys are definitely in the right place to do your coaching through Spa Strong. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Thank you Ricky. Yeah, it's it's something that you know when when we first started doing Spa Strong because I I was coaching on my own before, mm -hmm. and then Royal joined in in 2018, and that's when we started Spa Strong. And he was like, you need to talk more about the mistakes that you've made and the things that you've messed up on. And I was like, no, it's so embarrassing. I don't want to do it. And he was like, but Melissa, that is what people need. They need to know that they're learning from somebody who has had real experience in this industry, mm -hmm. who can help them avoid those kinds of mistakes that has, you know, started, failed and been able to succeed in massive ways through those failures. So it's definitely something that, um, um, so it's definitely something that we take pride in within Spa Strong that it's not like this is what we're teaching is something that we read in textbooks or that is just regurgitated from some other coach. No, this is our personal experience with building and helping others build their own spas. And so um, I, I appreciate that you recognize that in us, Ricky. We really value your opinion. So thank you for that. Absolutely. You know, and like I said, working with coaches who knew coaching you know, they were not able to give me any help at all with business questions, with business concerns and issues, because they were not familiar with our industry and our industry is unique, mm -hmm. just as all industries are unique within themselves. And so these are things that I feel like, you know, this is the right place to be. There's a lot of coaching companies, a lot of coaches out there, but you definitely want to work with somebody within your industry so that you don't just get coaching, you get business advice. Um, so part of that is there is some mentoring with this and there is some consulting with this and there is coaching and all of those things together are of a much, much greater value than somebody who's just coaching um, without those other components. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Ricky, this has been such an amazing conversation. We have loved having you here. We know our audience has loved listening to everything that you've had to say today. Um, where can they? learn more from you and connect with you at Dermaplane Pro, 
your coaching, et cetera. Absolutely. You guys can connect with us at dermaplanepro.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. So just looking for us, Dermaplane Pro on Facebook, Dermaplane Pro on Instagram and, um, and through our website and then connect with us there. We offer uh, certification programs. Our certification program is a two-part program. All the didactic is done at home on our online course and then our hands-on experiential part of it is live either online one-on-one with a trainer or in a classroom of six people or less with one trainer and we've got lots of locations for you i love that so we will link all of this information in the episode notes definitely if you are not utilizing dermaplane pro in your spa you're missing out highly recommend that you do it's such an amazing treatment it's one that i personally really really love and i want to get it done I know we need to, we need to go to Reno. We can go see Ricky. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But Ricky, thank you so much again for being here with us. If you have listened to this episode and you're like, you know what? You're right. I need coaching. I need to be able to step up my game um, in my spa business and really achieve my revenue goals. Be sure to click the link in the episode notes to apply for a discovery call. Let us know that you heard about us through Dermaplane Pro, and we would love to get you started in the Spa Strong coaching program. So thank you again, Ricky, for being here. We appreciate you. And for all of our listeners, we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Great. Thanks, you guys.